And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, we are back. It is the real punk Josh Thompson and me, John McCarthy, back from God knows where. We were gone again doing <laughs> fights, but we are home, and we are happy that we're home, but we're a little bit tired, but we got a lot to talk about. There's some great action that happened, some big things happening in the sport. My God, there was some nasty fights going on. Let's get busy. Let's talk. Josh, how you doing, baby? John, you know exactly where we were. We practically lived in the Mohegan Sun for the last two and a half years. I don't want to hear oh, that yes. you don't know. We were in Connecticut uh. at the Mohegan Sun for Bellator. Great night of fights for Bellator. Great night of fights for the UFC. And some of our friends, Chad Mendes, Mike Perry, had a great night Woo! of fights for them as well. But before we get into that... Go to our waneinpodcast.com. Pick up some new apparel, man. Check it out there. We're only doing a special right now. There's no promo code anymore. Just go to that website, waneinpodcast.com. We've got hoodies now because everyone was requesting them. I want to say thank you guys for following us and supporting us. We've got crew neck sweaters, which that's a podcast Dave thing. Okay. We've got coffee mugs, got t-shirts. We've got uh, our throwback, our original logo, as well as the most current logo. We've even got the beast mode shirts. We've got all of our shirts that are up there now, but they're also available in long sleeves, um, hooded sweaters and crew necks, all sorts of things available. We're going to be adding some more as we go along. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy it. They're available in all colors too. Maroon, gray, uh, white, black. I mean, you know, D David, John, and I are pretty much just the white and black color. We, we wear a lot of black around here. But, uh, you know, the maroon is a real popular one, it seems to be, with some of the purchases already. But the prices you see now will be marked down until March 1st. Listen again, March 1st. We're marking those down right now. Available only so you guys get in there before it goes up. By March 1st, okay? The prices are real low right now on all of them. So extremely low, okay? So I want you guys to hit up at WayneInPodcast.com. Check it out. See what you guys like. Pick it up and uh, post a picture of you guys wearing our our uh, content. And we would love to share it, retweet it, all of those things. We want to thank you guys for continuing to support the Wayne In Podcast. All right, John. Well, let's break into these fights, man. There's no time to waste. We are tired. No we time love to waste. talking about fights. We've been doing it for generations. But now here we are going to do it again right now. Real early this morning, this afternoon, I should say. Ah, it is this afternoon. Well, it's one let's of go. those. Let's get in. Let's just go right into the UFC. Let's talk about the UFC. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. MyBookie.ag using that promo code Wayne. In John and I had some good selections last week and the weekend before when the Super Bowl was around. We are coming in hot as always. We've got a lot of as good. Always. We've got a lot of good fights that are coming up. You guys got to listen to us. Take our advice. We can make you some money at MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne. In and I'm just gonna be honest. John and I have been on point. So you've got not just those fights, though. I know you would take our advice for fights, but take our advice on a little bit of other things. John's been around for almost 80 years. I'm telling you guys right now. He understands <laughs> the sport of football, sport of basketball, sport of tennis, water polo, all of these things that you can bet on. Big John is one of those guys. He's been around since the conception of these sports. So he understands how to bet on them. He knows what to do. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. Telling you guys right now, you guys will be happy. There's a little QR code right over there. The Big Dave's or Big Dave, Big John, Big, Big Dave now. Podcast Dave, Podcast <laughs> Dave is gonna put up. There's a QR code right over there. You guys click that link. That'll give you a little extra spending cash for your first initial buy-in. 
Remember what I just said. I said your first initial buy will get you a little extra spending cash if you use that QR code. Use our promo code WayneIn. I'm telling you guys right now, we can make you guys some money. So go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WayneIn. Let's do that because Let's the UFC had it. some really good fights. And we, you know, it's again one of those cards where you look and you go, "There's really no big names on it. There's really no one that you're going, man. I got to see that guy fight." Mm-hmm. But man, the guys that went out there, they put on a show and there was a couple that I really want to talk about because there were some special moments in that show Jim Miller being one you got to talk about that man (laughs) just ties ties Donald Cerrone for the most wins in the UFC he takes the lead for the most fights in the UFC and he looked good man I'll tell you what that inside leg kick he was hammering him with and he was just able to, the first round was close, but man, when he landed that shot in the second round, look out. Jim Miller was actually looking really good. He's fighting well. I don't see him retiring. And he said, I'm not, he goes, my next fight won't be my last. Yeah. Hey, if they're going to continue to match him up the way they're matching him up, which is fair. There you go. Let's not say, let's not run him up to the front and start having him fight the guys that are in the top five and top 10. Well, let's keep giving him these guys that are prospects. That need to learn to to get past a veteran who is a grizzled veteran, someone that can drag you into deep waters. He can fight you anywhere. He's threatening everywhere. Jim Miller's that guy. Great arm and guillotine, great jujitsu. He's got good takedown defense, got good wrestling himself. He's got power in his hands. He puts combinations together really well. He has been one of the pillars of the UFC for the longest time. What is it? I heard it was 38 fights. 38. 38 fights. 38 fight. I know he wants to get to 40. Yeah, he's tied with uh, Donald Cerrone, I believe now, right? He's back up there tied. He was one behind. Now he's... No, 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 no. He's 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 the leader. Oh, he's a leader now. In fights, he is tied with Donald in wins. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I missed her. Because Andre, Andre Arlovsky fought last week <laughs> and tied Jim Miller, and Jim Miller said, I don't think so. Oh. I'm going out there and doing it again and took the lead again. What you got to remember, though, John, and everyone else at home listening to this, it's going to be hard to tie these kind of records moving forward because the younger generation of fighters that are coming up are just nasty. They're good all the way around. And the life expectancy for this sport is not going to be as long as it is or it has been for some of these fighters. Now, heavyweights can probably carry it on because that's what heavyweights can do in all combat sports. You see it in boxing. But the younger guys or the smaller guys, I should say, they have a harder time because speed is such a factor of having such a longer career. That's what makes Jim Miller so... Like an anomaly, the fact that he's still yeah. getting it—he's still getting it done, man. He's still doing well, and he's—he's going to continue to go on. Is what he's saying. So good for him, man. He had a great performance, good job. And uh, but you know who I wanted to talk about? Because let's hear you want to talk. This about. was the this was one of those fights where I was like, when I saw it, I was like, I don't really know either one of them, but I was extremely impressed with Stephanie Edgar. A- Edgar? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. John. Oh yeah, because Jessica Rose Clark, she's—I've seen her fight a couple I times. I love her. She's good. She's good. I love Rose Clark. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, like I don't even know if that's how you really say her last name, Egger, Egger, Egger. Yeah, Egger. Anyways, she beautiful hip tosses, great transition. You saw her working from the arm right when she got to that head and arm uh, uh, side control, and I'm like, you see that a lot, like in schoolyards. But you have to understand, judo players, right? Uh, there was a guy that came from the Ultimate Fighter, and he came to, to to AKA afterwards. I believe he was on Koscheck's team. He was there was a judo guy's Sava Sava. Anyways, what was his name? I don't Gosh, know. Gosh, his name was like Savat or something like that. Was his name? He's a good judo guy, really good. He was uh, it was like Persian or 
uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember what he was, but he was, uh, I think he was Arma- maybe uh, Armenian. Names. What was his name? Are these names any of these? Stand- definitely, no, no, he was on Josh. Co- he was on Josh Koscheck's, um, uh, no, just Ultimate at, Fighter. You know, Car- Carl Parisian and everyone that came yeah. out of Hayastan. And you so, know, and I judo. think those guys used to train with Carl. I, I, I think he yeah. used to train with Carl Parisian. So, anyways, yeah. he would always get in the head, the head and arm position, that front head, like that headlock. But he would be in side control position. I'm like, oh, you're just gonna get reversed. He was one of those guys. You just couldn't like just roll him over. Judo players have no, that great game base out of in it. that. And then, which is crazy, because when you look at uh, Kayla Harrison, you look at Ronda Rousey, they're really good at controlling that head and arm, whereas a lot of people are not. That schoolyard-type head and arm position, right? And then they go right from that transition, which is what we saw uh, Edgar go right from there, to right to the, it looked like she was set up a Kimura, but she was really just set up the Kimura lock, and then stepped over for the arm. and it, yeah, right exactly. over the arm bar. Savak, uh, Savak was his name. They oh, called yeah. him Silverback. Savak. Yeah, yeah, he I came to AK and... I was like, man. He's out of Hyastan. Yeah, I was like, who's this guy? I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. And he fucking threw me on my head three or four times. I said, man, this kid's <laughs> strong. He is oh. really strong. Savak was good. Yeah. Savak had some great judo. Yeah, but he was the, he was out of uh, Hyastan down in Glendale. Mm-hmm. He was with Caro, and he was with all those guys. That, yeah. Uh, just, just monsters on the mat. Oh, man. They, they got a hold of you. I was like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I, was, I, I learned a lot of my stick and move when they came to the gym. I was like, stick and move, stick and <laughs> yeah. move. Don't let them grab you. Oh, yeah. man. But uh, but Edgar, though, Edgar, she looked phenomenal. The transition from there, you saw her setting it up right when she started to kind of put her chest over the elbow, and she went trying to go right to the Kimura position. I thought she was going to throw right to throw in the leg over. She didn't. She brought her hips over the head. Nicely, tightly done. Threw the legs over the head. She had to readjust it, throw the leg back over the head to straighten the arm. Absolute dominant performance. I thought it was beautiful. And I don't think that we give the female fighters enough credit sometimes, you know, but this performance was next level. Next level. One of the the things that I love out of the women is some of the technique. Mm -hmm. Because you look at, like, what she did, and you go, man, that was tight. That was just beautifully done. I mean, that that is someone that was schooled, that trained that technique, and now performed it just flawlessly. Because Jessica was doing the right things to try to get out. She just was one step behind it. And you go, man, great performance. I agree with you. I will watch Stephanie Egger anytime. Because if you could do that to someone as good as Rose, you're showing me, man. You got some talent. Well, John, you've owned gyms, unfortunately. And I've owned gyms, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. <Okay>? But <laughs> I've I've trained thousands of, oh, I would say probably close to maybe 2,000 kids since I've owned my gym in the last 10 oh, years. Yeah. You know, nine and a half, 10 years. Um, I can say this with all certainty and and to be 100% realistic with everyone. If you have a daughter who is, I would say, between, say, six, seven years old, between, you know, five, six, seven years old, get them in jujitsu Because they, I'm not just saying this because I own gyms. I'm saying this because the young, young girls, females, whatever you want, you know, at that age, they for some reason pick it up so well and to watch they them listen. they listen and they pay attention to detail like if they your do. wife it, they're basically the extended version of your wife just figuring out exactly what she's going to get back at you later she listens to every detail you said <laughs> oh okay you said you went here but you didn't really go there but the, they remember this stuff but that younger generation i'm telling you when strength isn't a factor and it's just all about the technique they just mopping the, the boys all over the mat just mopping Most of the them. Time. And so that's one of the biggest 
confidence builders that I see in a lot of the female uh, young girls that come into my gym. Young girls, oh yeah. And they just start mopping. And you see the, the parents, they get on board as soon as they start seeing their young girls do that to the boys. They're like, oh, oh, this this really works. And so oh, yeah. if you're if you're a father or a mother to a young to a young girl and you feel like, you know, this is one of those things that they can translate all around, it translates throughout life. And so I would I would re highly recommend putting your young female, your young daughter, you know, in jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu or judo. I, back when I had a school, I, I, my judo coach was a guy named Cliff Pennick, who was Ronda Rousey's, one of Ronda Rousey's coaches. You know, mm -hmm. he helped her as she came up and just fantastic with the kids. And just all those kids were so good at their throws from all these positions. Didn't matter if it was a gi or no gi. He taught them both ways. And, man, you watch how those kids just progress and you go, that's what I always used to say. People have no idea what's coming because those kids are just un unbelievable in what they do. And they do it all. You know, it's not like when eh, you and I, you know, <laughs> one style. Yeah. <laughs> they true. did it all. So it's true. Yeah, but well, it is. But all right. Another fight that I thought was really good and really enjoyed. What about the knockout of Mr. Onama against your guy, Mugli? Uh. Boy, that he came on. He, dude, that was violent. John, why you got? Why you got to do this shit to me? You know, you well, know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you know. Look, the, 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 you got to give. You got to give credit where it's yeah. due. Yeah. And no, you know, and one of the things is, and Mugli again came in overweight. He didn't make weight, and that's something. And when I look and I go, man, I'm I'm glad to see. And I hate to say it, but I'm mm -hmm. glad to see the guy that made weight yeah. also got the win. And boy, he did it in spectacular fashion because he put him out. Can you click on Mowgli, please? On Gabriel Benitez. Um, Up on number seven. There you go. Yep. Right there. Let's see where. That's weird. What do you want to see his fight? Yeah, history? I want to see his fight history. So he lost to Quentin Tillo. He lost his last two, oh, yeah. Quentin Tillo. Uh, and then he lost and then he beat Justin James. Then he had two losses before that. I can't see an ad popped up. There you go. Um, <clears throat> Yusuf and Morales. I don't know. Just being honest. You don't make weight. And I don't know if they're going to keep them. Yeah. You know, either make your decision to go to 55. If you continue to miss weight. That's one thing. Then I've always been that person. He's got power in his kicks, but look, he's got, he's got good boxing. We saw it. We saw it in that, in that fight. Oh, he was doing well. He's doing really well. He yeah. got a little overzealous after he rocked yeah. him. Looked like he tired himself out. But the, the key, though, is after you do all of those things, you need to remember that you can't show that you're tired. He let his opponent get back in the fight right after that. Dave, go back to his what's his, his opponent's name? Omana? O o Onama. Onama. He let Onama. Onama get back into the fight. As soon as he started backing up and showing him he was tired or that he just, you know, he was letting him get back into this and take it over. When you let him take the center of the uh, cage and start walking you around, putting your back foot on that outside of that black line, it lets me know that you pretty much blew your wad trying to get me out of there and you weren't able to do it. And so in terms of fight IQ, he's got to work on that. You know, he's got to stay more composed. Now, John, here's the thing. If you keep missing weight and you're having a hard time and you're in – that was in the first round, and you got that tired to the point of getting knocked out. Maybe you should go to 55. Maybe you should, because you should. obviously the weight cut is killing you. Maybe the energy's not there. And then on top of that, though, on top of that, he has got a really, really good jiu-jitsu game. I'm telling you, I don't understand. 
if you see someone trying to get after you like that, try and shoot a takedown. He's got great ankle locks. He's got great guillotines. He's got he's good on the neck. His darts and his anacondas are really good. And that was over a year ago. Or yeah, over a year ago when I trained with him last. I'm sure he's better. Been working with Ron Kessler a lot. I'm sure he's better than then. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. Sometimes fighters in there, they get caught up that they can't that they can't wrestle or they can't use their jiu-jitsu because they're known as stand-up guys. Michael Chandler, he doesn't ever wrestle until he gets rocked. What are you doing? Yep. And even then, when he fought Justin Gaethje, still doesn't utilize his wrestling. You're that good of a damn wrestler. I'm, I can toot his horn, you know, when I can give I can give him credit, even though you know. It's like he's a great wrestler, but he doesn't utilize his wrestling, which I think is the biggest mistake throughout his career. So they fall in love with their stand-up. Gray Maynard was the yeah. same way. Gray Maynard is one of my dearest friends, man. I love Gray Maynard. Didn't utilize his wrestling. Once he fell in love with his power and people started talking about it, he was a kickboxer, he was a boxer, had heavy hands. That's also what broke him down. Yep, and they get rid of it. They stop utilizing the things that got him to the dance and utilize those and mixing them up and utilizing both and man, of them together. And Gray, Gray could wrestle. Yeah, Gray was Gray fuck. could wrestle. I, I honestly <laughs> He's a strong even, some bitch. With him, Khabib, like when I say like Gray to me was the guy that I had the hardest time wrestling with outside of Islam. Khabib, like you could stuff a takedown or two, but he was just his tenacity would just keep coming, keep coming. I don't think I never, I never got a takedown on Gray. Never. Like I don't even think I sniffed one. It was like <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't fun sparring him, man. It wasn't yeah. fun. Because he hit like a fucking truck, and if you couldn't take him down, you're in trouble. Yep. So, yeah. Right. Anyways, all right. Joaquin Buckley yeah. fought Abdul Hassan, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm telling you, man, it, it was a split decision. It was a close fight, but I had it ninety. I had it one round apiece in the first and second, and I thought Al Hassan won the third, and I was mm. really surprised that Buckley got the win. Yeah, I think maybe the uh, Buckley's corner, that new guy, the the. The Detroit uh, Dale Brown, yeah, gave him gave him some advice that won him the fight. Oh come on, come on, man! Stop. You You're know, me, man. John, you know it was him. <laughs> like Steven Seagal gave Anderson Silva the kick. Okay, let's just call it what it is, John. Okay, he is the guy that led him to this victory, and we just gotta tip our hat to him and and you send your money to his GoFundMe charity or some shit. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Anyways, John's like, I'm disgusted that you just brought this up, <laughs> John. You know it's funny. I, I always I always went after Anderson. Anderson always called me coach. Coach, you know, and we would talk and stuff. Coach, coach. And I when the whole thing with Steven Skull happened, I go, Anderson, what are you doing? I said, Are are you are you really wanting people to think that you were taught this front kick by Steven Seagal? He goes, Coach, I'm I'm just trying to make him feel good, you know. You know? <laughs> I want I want him to feel he's a nice man. I want him to make I want him to feel good. Right. And I'm like you're killing me. <laughs> Have you not seen any of Steven Seagal's movies? He used that kick all the time. I, I was called coach by Anderson, too. And you know how much I taught Anderson? Just as much as Steven Seagal. Zero. <laughs> oh, man. I saw the look on your face when I brought that guy's name up that it was in Buckley's oh. corner. And you just said, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, sure he's a nice man. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the first two rounds were close. So really, they were. They it really were depends close. on how you decided on it, but uh, the takedown does get you some wins sometimes there, John. So it's very important. Yeah. He got the Buckley did a nice job with. Look, he really did a nice job of taking down. This is funny because this is a guy who, when he fought Logan Storley, 
in Bellator complained so much about all he did was, you know, kept taking me down. Yeah. You know, that's not fighting. Yeah. Well, it seems that times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised what happens when there's money on the line, right? You got to get that yeah. win, baby. Got to get man. that win. I don't blame him. I no. thought, you know, but he, like, it was a close fight, and I'm not complaining either way. I thought, uh, I thought Al Hassan actually fought a really tough fight. He was tired. You know, this is a guy. We talk about fast twitch muscle fiber. He's strong. He's explosive. And normally, as the fight goes on, he starts to have problems. He he won the third round. He won the third round. So even with the takedown, you think man. he won the third round? What's that? You think Al Hassan won the third round even with Buckley oh, with the takedown for two and a half minutes but, was on top? What are you talking about? Buckley was underneath him at the end, getting fucking. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so I had a. I was thinking of a different fight then. Okay. So Al Hassan, Al Hassan was on top. Oh, then I had I had Buckley. So I, I remember, guys. I literally ran home. <laughs> I watched every single fight. I watched every single fight before we did before we came here. I got home at one thirty. It is three o'clock now. We're filming the show. It's like, um, yeah. So I watched every single fight right away. Um, you're right. But I had Buckley winning the first two rounds, even though they were close. I had Buckley. and it was close. And, and I had Buckley okay winning the first that. two rounds. You're right. I'm okay with that. It's That's just right. it's always when you have a guy that barely wins those rounds, okay, and then he's getting shut at the end in the third round. It's just one of those. <sighs> yeah. But it was a good fight for both. They both fought their asses off. I was very impressed with Al Hassan that he was able to get into that third round and win the third round. No doubt in my mind, he won the third round. But Buckley gets the win. And good for him. I know there's a little bit of a size difference, but I was thinking of the Parker Porter fight because where he got the takedown oh. at the end of the he got the yes. takedown the last two minutes. That's the fight I was thinking yeah. of. Sorry, yeah, that's heavyweight. See, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> little but, size difference. But John, that was a great fight. A lot of output yeah. on both guys. Very, both guys. I was very Dang. impressed. Look, I, I say a lot about heavyweights because I'm a lighter guy, so I like to talk shit about the heavyweights because they sometimes don't perform. You know, I'm like, hey, just, you know, cut back on the cheeseburger and, you know, maybe go outside and run a little bit. Uh, but these God guys, no. these two, <clears throat> Porter was very impressive. Very impressive. And so was uh, Boudoir. He has been He has been in Bordeaux, the entire Florida. time I've watched him. I thought both of them fought a really good fight. I thought it was, I, I thought that, uh, how do you say his last name? Bordeaux? Bordeaux? Bordeaux. Yeah, Bordeaux. Bordeaux. He was coming on in that third round. He looked exhausted in the second round. In that third round, he caught his win. He came out in the set in the third and just started like letting it all hang out. I was like, "Oh, this kid! He's got fast hands. He puts it together really well. He had a good sprawl. Porter is a beast. Like a just a, a he reminds me of just a bear. Dave, Dave, can you remind me of this? Because pro wrestling, what was the big guy's name with the flame tattoos on his head? Big white guy. Bam, bam, Bigelow. bam, 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 Bigelow. Bigelow. I got that go. answer before you, Dave, again. <laughs> Bam, Bring bam, that up on Bigelow. wing interjection. Porter reminds me of him a little bit. That's who. That's who Parker Porter reminds me of. Bam, bam, big. Yeah, man. yeah. I understand that. But I mean, he has for someone who like, and I continue to say this, like Cain Velasquez, DC, those guys, guys that don't look the part. They've got a lot of Paul Bonatello, good conditioning, good gas. cardio. They got. They have. Yeah. He had a tank on him to do as much wrestling as he did and not have success. That's what the other yep. thing. He didn't have a lot yeah. of success in getting the wrestling. Getting it to the ground, he did a couple times, but he, he it was hard, really, really worked hard for it. Great job! But he kept by going Parker after Ford. it, man. Kept going after it every time, and that made Bado have to work really hard too. So it was a good fight. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. got to give him credit, man. Heavyweight. In watching, you know, in watching him fight, man. You know, I, I know he lost his first fight to Chris Dawkins when he came to the UFC. Mm -hmm. I think he got knocked out in that one, but uh, after that, 
he's had some big wins because you know they were real high on Josh Parisian, mm-hmm. and he took out Josh Parisian, and then took out Chase Sherman, and now takes out uh, Badot. He's on a roll. The guy mm-hmm. and the guy can fight. He's tough. Yeah, gotta give him credit, man. Very, very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, let's talk about the other Dawkins though, Kyle Dawkins. Boy, fought, uh, I Jamie, like him, man. Jamie Pickett, you like him? Yeah, dude, I do because you know, first off, he is—he's a gamer. He's got he, okay. Let's let's just be honest. He's got a gawky, strange body type, just like his brother, mm-hmm. and he, maybe even a little weirder because he's not as heavy and stuff. But dude, the guy can grapple, he can wrestle, and he can strike. Mm-hmm. He's a good fighter. He's he is a talented kid, man, and, and talented man. I want to say kid, but he to me he's everyone's a kid. Dio, you're eighty. I guess. Thank you very much. Yeah. I can still say it. I appreciate you telling me that, Josh. <laughs> but he is, man. He's good. This guy is a good fighter, and he's gonna be up in that you know top fifteen, and he's gonna stay there for a while because he is a good fighter. Yeah. You're gonna have to be very technically good or a superior athlete. To be, you know, have an advantage over him because his jujitsu is solid. His wrestling is not world class. It's not, you know, Division One, but it's good. He gets it done. And his striking, man, he throws straight shots. He's accurate. He has good footwork. He takes his head off the center line. He does the right things, and that's why he gets the wins, man, because Jamie Pickett is a guy who is athletic, and he just took Jamie Pickett out of his game. Yep. Just took it away from him. And I thought it was funny because when he goes after that Dars at the end, and, you know, I got one commentator in Paul Felder saying, that thing just got tight. <laughs> and I got and I got Dominic Cruz going, Oh, he's yeah, he's just gonna sit there. I'm going, No, that's pretty fucking tight. And all of a sudden, I was like, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when when you're the guy sitting on the outside, sometimes it looks good and it's really not. Sometimes it oh, he's gonna be okay. Whoops. He's not. It, it depends on the angle in which you're watching it. If you're watching yes, it on the does. monitor, you can't. Maybe you can't see as much. But if you're looking at it up close, or vice versa, if you're looking at yeah. it up close, yeah. ah, it doesn't Sometimes. look tight. But you look in the monitor, like, oh shit, that arm's across. That's it real depends tight. on the angle. When we talk about bad yep. judging, you guys look at the commentators are suspect to it as well. You just, you just, yeah. John just proved it. Dom's like, ah, it's not really that tight. Two seconds later, the guy taps. Okay, that yep. it just really depends on the angle in which you're viewing the fight, and that's why judges sometimes have a hard time. That right there, if you guys haven't watched it, go back and watch it, and you it's proven right there. Um, the Dawkins brothers remind me of the Miller brothers. Yeah, very Dan much. Dan Miller and Jim Miller, they remind Dan me of Jim. those too. And I know it's because of the yeah. brother relationship, like that kind of thing. I get it, I understand. But the thing is, though. The way that they fight, they're very well rounded. Dan Miller was very well rounded too. He had good striking, good jiu-jitsu, great guillotine, really good. army and guillotine. I think oh. he's <clears throat> fantastic. You know, and Jim was able to be around for a lot longer than than Dan. But <clears throat> overall, like they kind of remind me of each other. They're both good on the feet. Huh? They both got good jujitsu. They're both very well rounded. And you know, um, if you look at like Jim Miller's body, he has like smaller legs, big. Big barrel chested, got good, good cardio, you know. And then you look at the Dawkins brothers; they just have a different, like you said, a different body type. But they're not going to probably get the love they deserve. But they're good fighters; they're really good fighters. Well, they are. So yeah. heavyweight and uh, t- middleweight, correct? Heavyweight, middleweight. Yeah, middleweight. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's jump right into the into the main event. Jamal. Well, you know, wait. I sorry. Let's not go to the main uh, event first. Here. Go back down I, one more I, thing because I want to give. I, I wanna, just want. Go, go ahead. ahead. I want to toot one. Yeah, I want to go back down a little bit. I want to toot 
another one of the female fighters, Gloria DePaula. That fight, it was a good fight, John. It was fun to watch back and forth. They had some good exchanges, you know, in terms of on the feet. And people are going to sit back, probably watch that fight and go, yeah, but no one got dropped. No one got knocked out. Not, but you know what, no. though? The combinations they were putting together were very impressive. The transition. And then uh, her opponent, uh, how do you say her name? Babita. Oh, she was stuffing all the takedowns. Okay, Diana, Diana. She was, yeah, she was <laughs> stuffing all the takedowns. She was making it real hard for DePaul to get the fight to the ground. They had great combination on the feet. They were both taking shots, both taking them on the chin. Great conditioning, great cardio from both females. Great fight. Congratulations to both of them on a, on a on a great fight. But DePaul gets the win. I thought she won the fight as well. It was unanimous. I thought she dominated the fight. No. She was one step ahead. The, the speed and all that stuff. She yeah. was one step ahead on everything. Throughout, I want to make throughout sure, every round. Yeah. I want to make sure that they got they got a little bit of love because they they came out and fought their asses off tonight. Or you know, um they fought their asses off. So I want to make sure that they, well, they did. got a little love. Well, there was another one you want to talk about? Was there one? No, we're going to talk about the main event because I told you so. Okay, let's go, let's go. I told you so. <laughs> what do you mean you told me so? I, I said, agreed with you. I know you did. You okay. did. I'm not going to say you didn't. <laughs> but Jamal Hill's got power. This The guy's lanky, but, man, he can swat, and Johnny Walker's chin mm. has been dented. And it got it, – it's funny because he didn't get hit on the chin with that shot. No. The one that, that hurt him – was off of that temple. It doesn't look like a whole lot, but it shut him off. All right, let's be honest. When it comes to computers and stuff, I am not the guy to talk to because I am absolutely an idiot. But I do at least know that when you're browsing online and using incognito, it doesn't work. It actually doesn't protect your privacy at all. That's right. You need the added security. You might as well give away all of your private data to the hackers, the advertisers, your ISP, and the prying eyes that are out there. They're going to know. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy and to stay truly private and secure while online. At least I know while I'm online using IP Vanish VPN, I am not going to have people getting all of my information, giving me advertising that I don't want. This is my 100% way to ensure that I am safe online. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices like your tablets, your computers, your phones, even your Fire Stick at home. That's the one thing I'm really encouraged about because I look up some things on my Fire Stick I probably shouldn't be watching. Hello. But <laughs> the IP Vanish comes in handy when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Did you hear that, John? Money-back guarantee. I heard that. That's a guarantee right there, Josh. <laughs> Guaranteed. So that's just like getting nine months for free. Look, IP Vanish is super easy to use. and if I, So if I can use it, you can use it. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected one button how hard is that that's pretty simple you don't even know that it's on stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you search for and everything you buy take your privacy back today with the brand that was rated a great 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com, Wayne in, and use the promo code Wayne in and claim your 70% savings. Did you hear that, John? Again, I did. 70% savings, 30, 30 days money back guaranteed. What else do you guys want? 
That's I. What they want is the IPVanish.com slash wing in code to get that discount. Do it. Protect yourself. Protect your family. We hope that you are smart enough to use IPVanish. And the way he fell, yeah. and then the next shot he took, it was like, oh, you didn't need that one. Yeah. But I blame I the ref. He wasn't in a good spot, man. He should have been there faster. <laughs> I can't remember who the ref was, but I'm being an asshole. Jason Herzog. 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 Yeah, you're picking. Her- you're- Honestly, had it been a different ref, they would have. He would have taken two more shots because yeah. Herzog's the fastest one in there right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's springing yeah. around, bouncing around. I sometimes when I would fight, this is when he was early in his refereeing career. He'd be bouncing around so much. I'd be like, which one of you guys am I fighting? Settle, settle down <laughs> over there, buddy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I feel like I'm fighting two people. But Jason Herzog yeah. is a fantastic referee. Fantastic. Yes, he is. He's a fantastic person. Yes, he is. Just a great guy who, man, you talk about a guy that he does it for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time. You know, it's all about fighters. It's all about what can we do to be better for them. It's all about who can I help to make that person better. That's what makes Jason Herzog special. Great guy. Yes, he is. But Jamal Hill, that's a big win. That's two in a row. He's looking good. The guy can fight on the feet because he was marching Johnny down. He was just crushing the space on him. And, you know, Johnny's got that long frame and he's got that beautiful front push kick that he uses and stuff. But he was never in a position to, to do damage to Hill during their encounter in that first round. He was always on the defense, really. Although there was some offensive technique, he could not, he was not comfortable. You could tell that he was not comfortable with what was happening and the way that Hill was approaching him. You can tell when someone's not comfortable, John, when they start trying to do like, they say they're going to throw a knee, but they pull it back. They're going to throw a kick and they don't finish the kick, they pull it back because they're trying to find the range and they're just, it's not there. So that's when you know they're not comfortable. Like they sometimes they'll switch their stance if like they're going to do a technique, and they stop. They stop switching and they go back to the stance because they knew it was out of range. That means that they're not finding their range. They're not comfortable in what's going on. And Johnny Walker was doing that quite a bit just in that short period of time that he was in the cage. Yeah. And the yep. other thing <clears throat> is that he loads up on everything. Like there's a lot of over. What's it called? When you're just wasted movement is what I'm looking for, is that he has a lot of wasted movement in things that he doesn't need to. If he just stayed tight with a lot of his stuff, he loads up, he opens up before he throws. There's a lot of wasted movement, and and it's almost like a telltale that he's ready to throw something hard. And so if you're fighting him, which Jamal Hill was doing, he was just basically staying composed. He was walking him down, making him waste energy and exerting wasted movement, and he was opening up every time he wasted that movement and it made it easier for Jamal Hill to get his shots in. I yeah. thought Jamal Hill fought a great fight. Um, Johnny Walker, he had some moments against the fence where he would look like he was just trying to force the takedown instead of util- utilizing the technique and his ability to drop down on the legs. He was in the body lock. He just tried to like drag Jamal Hill down, and Jamal Hill kind of got that look on his face like, I'm too relaxed. I'm just kind of filling you out right now. He was giving him the flow like water type thing, and I got to be honest. He looked impressive in this fight. Now, I'm not saying he's going to look impressive, you know, moving forward against top-level talent. And Johnny Walker leaves himself open to get hit. And like you said, his chin has been dented. He's still tough. He's still going to be one of those guys. going to be a hard fight for almost anybody. But if you can catch him on the chin, you can turn the lights out. Fight could be a short night tonight. And, you know, for Jamal Hill, it was a short night. Yeah, well, you got to, you know, let's be honest. Jamal Hill had the one setback against Paul Craig. Anyone can get caught, especially against a good grappler, and which Paul Craig is. 
got his arm snapped. That shows, you know what, he wasn't a guy that was giving in, wasn't giving up. You hear um, that, Dave? We're giving your Scottish boy some love. Absolutely. Apparently not. Apparently not. What did he say? He didn't give up. <laughs> no, Jamal Hill didn't like, give up. Uh, Jamal Hill did not his give arm. up. <laughs> he had to snap his arm for the fight to end. That's when the referee ended it because his opponent was so tough. Even getting his arm snapped did not quit. You know, Damn that's John, a tough dude. Let's let's we're gonna all right. Next time that we meet up with Dave, we're gonna <laughs> snap his arm and see if he quits. Yeah, but really. You take a look. If you at, touch Dave, he'll quit. <laughs> you don't even have to snap his arm. You just touch him. That's that's his only loss, his only setback in his career. And if you're looking at Johnny Walker now, he's had a lot of setbacks. Four of his last five fights or losses. That's you know that's going in the wrong direction. He he had that hype train behind him because mm-hmm. he had some big wins there for a little bit against some good talented guys. But that you know Corey Anderson started that. You know, when Corey knocked him out, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's not getting any better for him. I think Johnny needs to take more time off, you know. Take some time away from the cage. Yeah. Get yourself straight. Let your brain get some, you know, some time away from being uh, rattled. Yeah. And then bring yourself back. Yeah. I, th- I think he needs to learn how to wrestle. I'm not. I mean, like, I'm not taking anything away from. But you gotta, you gotta adapt your game if you want to be in this sport a little bit longer than you have been. <clears throat> so if he's gonna do yeah. that, he needs, he needs to learn how to close that distance and stay out of that boxing range and that kickboxing <sighs> range. You know, and there's times to be in there. Once you've already slowed the fighter down a little bit with some more wrestling, some more jiu-jitsu, some more press against the fence, knees and elbows. I think you just start grinding on people. Look, Jim Miller's been around for a long time. You want to know why? Look at the way he fought. You want to know why? The way he fought was a little bit like Bernard Hopkins. Every time he stepped in for his combinations, he stayed covered up with his shoulders. He threw big shots, got in close enough to the clinch to land body shots, and then he circled out or he grabbed. So it kind of minimizes the amount of times you're going to take big shots. If you stay on the outside of someone who's younger, faster, Jamal Hill was faster than Johnny Walker. Maybe not younger. I don't know their ages. I don't know if he's younger. but But I'm simply saying... In that's the way Jim Miller's been around, been able to be around for a long time. Bernard Hopkins fought well into his forties. I mean, he might still he might be still 50. fighting. I don't even know. Like he's 50. still that's what I'm saying. Fifty years old, dude. Because of his style, he won a championship at fifty. His style is that way. He would step in, throw big shots, try to hit you, and he didn't. He'd grab you and clinch you, so then you couldn't hit him back. That was what he did. And so Johnny Walker's gonna have to start gearing his, I think, his style that way. He's got a good push kick. He's got good knees. He's got to work on maybe some elbows and those clinches, but he's got the the strength and the body frame to keep people pressed against the fence. He's gonna to have to reinvent himself a little bit. It's gonna take some time, and that maybe will get that time off will let his brain heal. Yeah, I mean, look, he's still young because he's twenty nine, but when you take shots and you get knocked out that way, the way he got knocked out with Corey, mm-hmm. the way he just got knocked out, you know, in this fight with Jamal. And I know he's been knocked out earlier in his career. And I always say, man, you get knocked out three times, it's starting to tell you you're going to start having some problems and these things can last. And so just take some time off. You know, you can train. You just, you know, don't spar a whole lot, but work on your technique and and figure out the approach that will help your body type. Because he's got, man, you talk about the body type for that weight class, six foot six. He is is your long, tall, and lanky at a heavier weight. Mm -hmm. He's got the, you know, the God-given skills that are there. He's just got to figure out how to utilize them so he's not taking shots because his chin goes up in the air a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, it was a clean shot. He didn't do anything wrong in the combination of the nope. just not keep his defense up. He just got caught. That was the biggest thing. He got caught and right and on look, the temple. You know, getting caught where he got caught, that's not a place that you normally defend against. Yeah. It's just not. Even if he had so. his hand up, it probably wouldn't have been like right about his jaw and his cheekbone. Yeah. It would have got yeah, caught. Probably been right still here. On, the, on the temple. But you said yeah. tall, long, and lanky. <clears throat> and I want to make sure that everyone knows I got a lot of tweets because Dom's been throwing out the tall, long, and lanky. Hey, Dom. I want. I want. I'm going to be collecting. Okay, on that. Well, my percentage. My percentage on you using that term, buddy. I got a lot of love for Dominic Cruz, man. Have fun with it. I'm glad. I'm glad I could be an influencer. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump right into the Bellator show. All right. Before we move on, let's talk about Fume, one of my favorite products that is out there. If you are a smoker, if you are a vapor, it is a nasty habit. It is something that is unhealthy for you, and you need to get Fume. Fume is this. It is this prominent with an enhanced oil core that is inside of it. You pull it in. It is a natural oil. It's good for you. It does you it all kinds of good things in opening you up and making you feel good. And it is not bad for you or anybody else around you. This made out of 100% Canadian maple. It is a fantastic product, well-made, and it can make you a healthier person. And that's what we at the Wing In Podcast want. We want you to be healthier in the future so you can keep listening to us because we are the people that bring you all of the good information. The story of Fume, it was launched in Calgary, Canada in an effort to build a more positive habit with people who were smoking. It would break their habit. It still has that kind of hand-to-mouth feeling like you're smoking a cigarette but none of the nasty nicotine, none of the nasty things that come along with it. And you can do it anywhere. You can do it on a plane, on a bus, on in your car. It won't affect your kids. It won't affect your loved one who's sitting next to you. This is the thing that you need if you are a smoker to start quitting today and become a healthier you in 2022. Thousands of reviews will tell you that quitting smoking is one of the toughest things to do, but fume can really help you. If you get fume, you're going to be well on your way to being smoke-free with the next year. Look, we've got thousands of five-star reviews with Fume. You need to be one of those reviews, and I've had people personally come up to me and talk to me about getting Fume and it making a difference in their life. So what you need to do is go to Breathe Fume, and Fume is F-U-M. Don't put an E on it. BreatheFume.com slash weighing in and use our promo code for 10% off Use the weighing in promo code, and that will get you 10% off of this product. You can get all kinds of different flavors. There's peppermint. There's what they call conquer. There's black pepper. There's eggnog. There's all kinds of things. Bubbly lime, great flavors. You're going to find the one that you like best, and once you do, this is going to be the thing for you. Get fume. You want to start main event first? You want to work from the bottom on up? Nah, let's go up. Go bottom up. You want to go bottom up? All right. We kind of jumped yeah, we'll around. Like, we normally go main events first for both of them. But you we know did. what? We started in the middle of the last one. You For some reason, you did that. You screwed I did because of Jim Miller. I had yeah. to. It was Jim. Jim deserves a little And the win and the way he did it. A little extra love. Come on. Yeah, he's got, he deserves a little extra love. Damn straight. All right. So, um, I'm not going to break into all of these prelims. No, But no, there was a couple no. good ones that were on there. Um. I guess for me, the kid, I think I feel like the kid we need to talk about, though, um, is uh, Montalvo. The kid's Okay, tough. me too. That's He's where tough. I would start right there. He can take a shot. He can deliver some well, shots. Well, he took some shots, and he kept coming back with his own. Yep. 
And man, that kid goes to the body well. Mm-hmm. He does not give up on going to the body. He will go to the head and all of a sudden down to the body. And he starts off at the body and then comes up to the head. And he just keeps throwing, man. And he's tough. He's got no give in him. And look, Corey Samuels, it was the better athlete. Mm-hmm. He was the faster athlete. He showed that the, first, was, the first minute oh, and a half. Yeah. And he, he yeah. was tagging him. And it was just a guy that is dog dirty tough and mm-hmm. said, yeah, and I'll get mine. And that's what he did. He got his. And when he just showed that, you know what? I'm not the guy that's going to go away. That, that makes him 5-0. and oh, And I look forward to watching him again. Yeah. He's fun to watch as a fighter. Yeah, he seems like he's he's um, he's focused on what his goal is. He is very mm-hmm. clear on what he wants to do. He wants to be champion. He's like, I'm ready to I'm ready to take on the next group. He's like, but I, you know, I had a chance to travel with him a little bit too. He's like, I'm gonna slow play a little bit. He's like, but you know, gotta talk it up. And so he understands what he's doing. But he's he's ready. I think he's ready. I wouldn't say he's ready for top ten, but he's he's right there at that knocking on the door. No, he's not. He, yeah, he's not ready for the top ten. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I think Ray Longo has done a very nice job yeah. with him. Uh, he, he gives him the idea of how to attack at different angles and do things, his footwork, and getting himself to where he can throw his shots and get himself out without being hit at times. He's being well coached. He's got the right mindset. He's tough. He's going to go places. He's, he's going to be good. Um, Who else on this? Do you want to talk about Jordan Newman, Deanna Bennett? Yeah, I got to tell you, got to talk about, you know, first off, Jordan Newman had a very good fight. He, he ended up, you know, uh, he dominated that yeah. fight. Yeah. Ten, eight rounds in there, too. Cody Herbert was tough as hell. I mm-hmm. give him credit. He absolutely never quit and even towards the end of the fight was going after, you know, Jordan Newman. But Jordan Newman's wrestling is on point. The guy is a beast in the top position. He took a nice elbow while he was in the top position yeah, that cut him on round. the eyelid and lumped his eye and f- swelled it out. So, you know, but the, he's going to be good in the 185s. There are guys that match up well with him. Guys like Johnny Eblen. You know, you got, well, let's Johnny be Eblen's honest. Like, the, Johnny Eblen's basically won one, maybe two fights away from a potential title. Talk. Yeah. He's well, they, they actually really started out close to the same time. Yeah, he's really good. You know, Johnny Eblen's. Just one. But you Just look one at, has been way more active. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that look at the people. Like, you've got Dalton Rossa, you got Johnny Eblen, you've got Austin Vanderford, and you've got Yaroslav Amosov. Those are the four all guys. They're all trained together. They're like best of buds. Not to mention they got Dustin Poy and they've got, you know, Mazadal. And a whole bunch of other guys. other guys there as well that they work with. But those are the group that – that's their hardcore group that they've been coming up together with. <clears throat> um, Newman looked good. Look, it was good for him to deal with a little bit of adversity with the elbow from the bottom, the cut, because, like he said – I, yeah, sure, I've been elbowed. I don't take a lot of shots normally because, you know, his uh, aggressiveness, his ability to control the fight and the tempo, which he did. Um, you know, he's got to let it go a little bit more. He should have potentially been able to get Herbert out of there. But some guys are just tough. They can take a lot of punishment yeah. and took a lot of control. Like you said, there was 10, eight, ten, eight rounds in there, you know, and yeah. so that's that's hard. When someone's that tough and taking abuse like that and they stick and it out, nothing they you can sticking do. out. <clears throat> Deanna Bennett had a good uh, performance over Justine Kish, who came over from the UFC and – and uh, it was it was a good performance. She controlled the position, got the takedowns. She was having a little bit of tr- like timing with the trouble with the timing on the feet a little bit. Deanna- a little bit, especially at the start. But you know, Justine's a little bit awkward in her movement. She she switches and she she squares herself off a lot. You know, becomes very square with her opponent and then switches back and forth mm-hmm. in her stance and stuff. But I thought, look, the the, the thing that was 
Deanna's downfall earlier in his career was her stand-up. Yeah. Her stand-up has gotten clean. Now, she's not, she's, she doesn't possess a ton of power, you know, or it's not like that, but her shots are landing now, and they're make, it's making the difference. It's getting her in on her wrestling, and when she gets on top of somebody, she's got vicious ground and pound, and it's effective. Everyone's ground and pound is different, and when you watch someone that really knows what they're doing and how to do it, she's a person that knows how to create opportunities for strikes in ground and pound. She laid some nasty elbows, some big punches and hammer fists at times. I thought she looked great. And if you talk about someone moving up in that flyweight division that possibly could get to a point of fighting Juliana Velasquez, I think Deanna Bennett is putting herself, I think, yeah. one fight away, one win, one good win away mm -hmm. from possibly being in that position. Yeah, I agree. Um, look, the the guy who stole the, kind of the night, I feel like. I mean, not the whole night, but he definitely put a stamp <laughs> in, uh, his name on it. It was Bobby King. Had a great yeah, performance baby. over Aviv Ghazali. Gave Aviv Ghazali his first loss. Um, yep. Aviv is phenomenal. Young. Phen young, phenomenal on the ground. Attacks. Honestly, John, to be honest, when they came out and they started throwing down, I, I don't recall Ghazali's stand-up being that good. No, he actually improved a lot. A lot. I was, he a was lot. delivering shots, taking shots. I was very impressed, but he tore his ACL in a couple of those exchanges on the feet, not on the ground. He tore his ACL before they hit the ground in one of those exchanges there. And remember, he was able to kind of pull him down, but he'd already tore his ACL. You could tell because the moment before he tried to jump guard or jump to that position, he stepped backwards and he fell to the ground. Yeah. His knee was jacked. And I could see, because I was wondering, like, are you still rocked? Because he was looked like he was on no, wobbly yeah, legs. You could see he was stumbling. Yeah. And his, his, his leg wasn't holding him. His leg wasn't holding up, so... But we will get into a conversation about that fight, about the end of that fight. But um, because you know, I'd love to hear your your uh, I we've already talked about it, but I want everyone else to hear it. Overall, this I was impressed with Aviv Gozali. It sucks that he had his first loss, but tearing your ACL is tearing your ACL. What are you gonna do? Happens. You know, it, what do you, there's nothing you could have done. No, if the fight would have went on, you would have taken more damage. You'd, yep, it was it good to get him out. It would have been worse for you. And I think that Bobby King came out with a good game plan. I said it at the desk. I said, if Bobby King can stuff the takedowns, keep it on the feet, and let the hands go, whoo, it's going to be a fun fight. Because Oviv Gonzalez is going to have to put up with those big shots. And can he will it fluster him and start shooting desperation doubles? We start trying to reach yep. for the legs. We start trying to reach for the body locks, leave himself open. Bobby King looked good. He looked good. Bobby, Bobby King did exactly what you and I talked about. Look, at he does this. He's got a good chance of winning this fight. This is not an easy fight for Aviv Gozali. They're putting him against a real guy, a guy that can fight in the stand-up and can defend himself on the ground. It's not that Bobby's not a guy that normally, he's got some submission wins, but he likes to fight, you know, a stand-up fight. That's where he feels most comfortable. He comes from, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Ludwig. That's his coach in the stand-up, and he's very comfortable there. But you really got to go and say, man, it was, in my opinion, he was smart at 38 years of age, fighting a 21-year-old that ends up being hurt too, but at 38 was smart enough after the first time of getting caught on the ground, <laughs> even though he was in the top position. He And this is where it was close. Someone, like, someone like Gozali has the skill level to possibly put somebody out that's, that rocked him, hurt him, and, man, it was close. That arm bar was tight. Yep. You know, his arm was popping. It was, you know, a position where a lot of guys could have given up. Bobby did not give up in it. But from that point, 
you know, backed out, said stand up, and he did it multiple times, and that that's smart fighting. Make that guy fight where you want the fight to be. Yeah. Don't don't go down into his world. Make him come into yours. And that was the difference in the fight. That's why he got that win. I thought he was going to finish him in that first round. Yeah. I, I thought Gozali was hurt bad. Yeah, I thought he was going to finish him too. But then when they got to the ground, I thought Gozali was going to finish him. <laughs> so it well, was. Well, that, that one sickness, that first one, I, that no doubt about it, it was close. Now let's get into right, right when the end of the fight. Go, they get the, the first round ends. They go to the corners. The round is the, the break is over. And the doctor comes in to take a look at Gozali. The doctor's yeah. there, and then Gozali, who is Hebrew, or is 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 <laughs> is, mean, is, is Israeli, from but Israel? he speaks Hebrew. Israeli, yeah. He's and so he's telling the doctor he doesn't understand what he's saying. Doesn't speak English. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> he speaks English. Yes, he does very well. He speaks English. I heard uh, you on the on the, on the commentary <laughs> going. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What do you mean you don't understand him? He speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well played by the fighter. Smart for a well twenty-one year old. Smart for a yes. twenty-one year old. The dad comes in, translates really quick because he speaks English. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in this situation, the commission, I thought, did a good job, but they should have done it faster. They should have just yes shut and the no. Fight. Okay, so yes talk, and no. talk me through it because you know I me, mean, I we, I don't really know what I'm talking about. When it well, comes and, and look at and I've been in these positions, and and this is the difference. You know, I, I had the fight with uh, Tim Kennedy and Yoel Romero, and there was problems. But the problems were not created by the commission or the fighters. There was created by a person outside of that. It was created by an employee of the UFC. That creates a whole new thing. In this situation, the doctor comes in, and the doctor goes to speak with Gozali, and Gozali basically acts like I don't understand English. Kevin McDonald being the referee, you know he speaks English because you went in the back and talked to him. Kevin, at that point, needed to just take more control of it. Kevin was trying to give the doctor his time with him, but he needed to take control and say, you speak English, or can you fight? And you need to put just put him in that space. I'm asking you now, can you fight? And when he doesn't answer, your hands go like this and say yeah. the fight is over because right now what we're giving is Aviv Gozali a break. Mm -hmm. And and it's an unfair advantage that you're handing to one fighter over the other. And you don't want to do it. It can happen at times, and it's at times you're doing it only based upon the health and safety of the fighter. That's what Kevin was doing is he was trying to bring the doctor in to say, hey, man, do you think this guy can continue to fight? He's taking a lot of damage. Should we get him out of here now before we start this next round? That was what was in Kevin's mind, and it was the right thought. It was just he gave too much as far as leeway to a doctor that doesn't know the fighter. All the doctor knows is I'm supposed to look at this guy. So Kevin, knowing that Gozali speaks English because he was in the back with him earlier speaking English, needed to immediately tell him, hey, you understand what he's saying. Can you fight? And he, yeah. that's what needed to be done. It went on too long. Mike Mazzulli, who runs the Mohegan Sun, came around that cage. And they tried to bring in the father to, in, you know, translate. It's like you're bringing someone in to translate when there's no need. Yeah. You don't do that. Get him out of there. He's not going to help you. And he only did what a good father would do. He created more problems and stretched the time. Smart guy. I don't give him. 
I don't give him any, you know, oh, you're a bad person. That's your job. But you've got to take a look and say, that time is as every second goes, you're giving more and more of an advantage to one fighter over the other, and we try not to do it. And again, I've been in that position, and it's not easy. And you've got to learn to say, hey, this is how you handle it. And it just takes having that situation to yeah. go, okay, I'll never let that happen again like that. But Mike Mazzulli came in and basically said, okay, we're done. Yeah. He's, he's done fighting, and it was the right call. Yeah, yeah. All I could think of about when he, when we knew he spoke English, when I, and he's trying to bring his dad in, I was thinking of Mackenzie Dern when she had a translator in the center. Oh, after yeah, she, I'm like, you speak English. That. Why do you have a I freaking translator? Speak right better now? than I do. <laughs> why, why do you have a damn translator in here? You speak English. I Anyways, know. It's hilarious. Uh, um, all right. So outside of that, though, then we get into Nick Brown. Nick Brown God versus damn. Mandel Nalo. Nick Brown was losing that fight. Oh, and no doubt. He was losing that fight. Mandel Nalo is somebody that I t we've talked about him all the time. He's extremely talented. He reminds me of like a, a little bit of a hybrid of like a, a GSP, Rory McDonald. He's out of TriStar also, that kind of style. He's the white He reminds stance. me very much of Rory. A lot. A lot of Rory yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So he's got good wrestling. He's got, he's got good striking. He puts it good together really well. He's got good jujitsu. Um. Nick Brown's just a dog. Nick Brown a is... A guy that sticks with what he does. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the main thing. here. Nick Brown is someone that a lot of people need to understand. Go and watch him. Yes, he, he was losing that. But he never, he never swayed from what was going to be the thing that he needed to do against a better athlete, a guy that was had faster hands, faster footwork, matched up well in the grappling against him well there's only so many things you can do and nick kept going after those things and yeah he was taking shots but i i love the uh just the determination and a guy that sticks with what is going to get him possibly to his goal yeah and that's what nick brown did and he's just a tough tough some bitch who has no quit in him and he got the win because of it yeah, a good overall. Like he would have liked to have started off better, but he just stuck with his game plan. He was working it in, and he eventually was able to land the shot that he needed to to follow it up. And Mandel Nalo needs to learn when you're in trouble, you got to fight a little bit differently. You can't just turn yeah. to your side. You got to continue to make advancements on trying to get out of there. I felt like he could have done a little bit more to get out of there. But look, when you're rocked, you don't. I can't sit here and say how much. More Sometimes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I can't yep. sit there and say that. But um, but yeah, uh. Davion Franklin against uh, Syed Soma. What'd you think? Uh, I thought the Damian answered all the questions I needed answered. Can okay. you fight a composed fight? Yes. Okay. Yes are and you, no. Yeah. Are you still <laughs> Are you still winging shots from like ten oh. feet away? Absolutely. Kills me. Like it kills got, me with that. You got to stop it. I know you're fast. I know you're explosive. Yes. But Syed Soma is someone who just is really good at sliding in and out of danger just enough. Yeah. And then he normally counters yeah. off of it. But Franklin's ex uh, explosiveness kept him from wanting to counter Countering too much. so much, yeah. Because he's like, okay, is the second one coming? It's going to be coming too fast. <laughs> he would rather just get out of the way completely than to get hit with the second punch. I and thought. I don't blame him at all. Yeah. I thought it was a good fight. I mean, honestly, um, split decision. I thought Syed Soma lost. I mean, I thought he lost the fight. So did I, thought, I. I thought Franklin won. Yeah. It was a good performance so by Franklin. Uh, Soma looked like he was confused at the end. I'm like, 
nah, you didn't do enough, buddy. It was close. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. You could have could have won because I had a 1-1, I think, going into the third. So he did I. And I had Franklin win in the third. And he didn't do enough But it was in close the in the third. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. He could have done a little bit more, though. That's what my point was. He is the guy that we talk about who just fights at that continuous pace the whole time. He yep. doesn't really amp it up at all, really. And heavyweights tend to slow down, and and Franklin kind of composed himself enough to where he didn't. He wasn't gassed. Sure, he was tired, you know, but he sure. wasn't gassed enough to where, you know. He wasn't uh, gassed. He, he tired, over. yes. Gassed, yeah. no. Yeah. So, overall, I thought I thought it was a good fight. I want, I expected more out of I expected more out of Saeed Somat to get the win because all, all the stuff you were talk, talking in the fighter interviews, not in a bad way. It was like, he shouldn't be ranked ahead of me. He's only 5-0 and oh or whatever it is, you know, 4-0. and oh, And I should be ranked ahead of him. They were ranked at one ahead of you. Okay, that's it's like, calm down, guys. But... I agreed with Soma that he shouldn't have been ranked ahead of him. You just beat Minikoff. You should have been ranked yep. higher. Like, you should have been. Yeah. But now you just proved to me that you should have been ranked below him. So I got it wrong. Uh, so I got which, it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Which means that the people that were always complaining about doing yeah. all those rankings. They got thinking, one thing right. That's stupid. They got it right. They got it right for one time. <laughs> Let's not give them too much anyway. credit. Wait till Monday. Exactly. They'll screw it up again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Brennan Ward versus uh, Brandon Bell. Look. You know, just coming back from what Brendan Ward has been through, uh, going out there and putting on a good performance. And I, I'll give Brandon Bell. I was very impressed. He went out there not to be, you know, a victim, not to be the guy just giving away a win. He went out there to fight and he tried to hurt Brendan. He hurt him with one big shot, you know, and he kept fighting back. It's just too much, too much speed, too much accuracy, too much uh, talent for him to be, you know, be the guy that's going to come out on top. But Brennan has got speed in his hands. He's got he, and he's got power in his hands. And the guy can wrestle. And so he is a handful to deal with if he's straight. And he's been straight now for a year. He says he's back. He wants to get his career back. He wants to prove that you know what? I, I didn't just throw it all away and he took a big step in uh, making that that become a reality. Yeah, I said this on the broadcast and and did a great job on the broadcast with this. Thank you. Thank I was you. very impressed by you. Thank you. It I was mean, almost like you were truly sincere. <laughs> I mean, John, you you worked in in California for a while and I I grew up here. Um but I also lived in Idaho during um high school. And I go up there to visit every once in a while. But during those high school days and even after I got done with high school, I'd go up and visit family and stuff. But I could see people that I went to high school with Addicted to math, addicted to, you know, other things, you know, whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. But they were continuously doing those things. Some of them are dead. Some of them are, you know, still alive and have changed their lives. And some of them are still doing it like as if it's never going to stop. Um, and California right now is, it's horrible. Like if you look at every, every overpass, every turnabout to get on the freeway, it's tent city. Downtown is Tent City, and I mean, I've, uh, Skid Row, downtown L.A., same thing. It went from being Skid Row oh. to now it's Skid Mile. You know Skid what I mean? Skid City. Yeah, and so it's you have areas of the of California where I am from, and I see all of this, and I just for him to pull himself out of that and to readjust. Whether it's look, I don't think people understand how hard it is not just to pull yourself out of the drug addiction. To but to start that, you have to change your friends. You have to change your your routine. And your routine is like men are creature of habits. And the habit is, is that we go, we go to the gym, or we go hang out with this person, we go do this on this day, and we go do this on this day, and whatever it is. 
now he needs to re he needs to break all of that and recreate himself not in, not on top of trying to not hang around with people that get him drugs so the fact that he did all that it was just absolutely remarkable a, a year is a long time now it's not a long time when people start talking about recovery time okay nope. but john start let me give you guys an example i said on new year's or for new year's resolution that i wouldn't drink Guess what? Friday night, I had my first glass of wine. So it's like, and I did, it was it was not me forcing you to do it. So no I just one want to put that me, out there. No one forced okay. me. I was actually just sitting at a nice Italian restaurant and having some pasta, and we were waiting for you guys to come to the restaurant. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have a glass of wine while we're waiting. I was like, you know, wine, whatever. And so I, you know, I told myself that I would, you know, not do the year. Well, guess what? I didn't last very long. How hard do you think it is for somebody? That is addicted to ketamine, you know, or um, fentanyl or fentanyl. meth or whatever it is. That changes your brain. Like, when oh. you do it enough, it changes your brain. It fiends for it. All you can think about is that. When are you getting your next fix? When you... It's the fact is, is that he is back a year. doesn't seem like a long time, but a year to a drug addict is a fucking long time, a really Eternity. long time. And hopefully it continues to get better, which I think it will. He is really on track and I love it. I love the fact that he came out, got the win. His energy in the fighter meetings was infectious. His little daughter is absolutely adorable. And it's just, it was good to see. It was good to see him. Like it's fight week. He's carrying his daughter around. You know, he's doing all these things like watching, you know, what is it called? Peppa Pig with her. You know, it's like he's just doing his thing with her. And it was, I loved it, man. I love it. And I'm glad he got the win. And, you know, and he had hit me up afterwards. He's like, hey, man, I appreciate all the kind words and this and that. And I said, look, I can't say you're ever going to be champion, but I can guarantee you this. I can, I can tell you this. You have all the tools to be the champion. Now it's a matter of whether you put it all together. Now you're a little stiff. I told him, I was like, you're a little stiff, you know, in the first round. The striking was, I was like, but you've been for four and a half. 460 yeah. days. That's four and a half years away. It took you weeks to do that math, by the way. I don't want people to think you just thought that up right now. But probably, <laughs> probably a little longer than weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but four and a half years is a long time. And for you to look stiff yeah. the way you did, don't look. I, I said that because I'm like, look. There was a lot on your shoulders, not just getting the, not just all the other stuff in the past, but it's, it's a second chance in Bellator. Scott Coker giving you a second chance. Not to mention you fought in your backyard in Connecticut. That's where you're from. It's like, it, not to mention he wasn't supposed to be on the main card and they moved it up yeah. because people were really interested in that fight. So, yeah. I mean, ESPN did a full article on him, you know, yeah. talking about, they did a huge article on him. Not a, it wasn't a small, it was a big, big time article on him you know talking about all this stuff and i'm glad he got the win i'm glad he's in the right direction yep. that's all you can do that's all you can ask for so good Hope for him to see more good things with him i'm sure we will uh, uh, Pic let's talk about adam piccolotti against georgie your man adam georgie being up at 155 for probably the fifth or sixth fight in a row now mm -hmm. fighting a lot adam had not fought for quite a while mm -hmm. had been uh 16 18 months injury problems yeah, yeah. Injury, year and a half injury problems, you know, training for the fight, got cut, broke his collarbone, hurt his other shoulder, all these things. He came out and he fought exactly the way I, we talked about how I thought he needed to fight Georgie mm -hmm. to get a win. And, and we were concerned that he had fallen in love with training at CSA, which is a great place. Kieran Fitzgibbons, unbelievable mm -hmm. trainer, great guy. But we see guys that fall in love all of a sudden they're, they're this fantastic grappler and they fall in love with the stand-up because they've learned something new and they want to show everyone how good they are. No, it's because it's easier, and John. 
it's easier. True. It is easier, but we knew that that was not the road that was the 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 straightest road to victory for him. Yeah, especially against Georgie, who had more power than him. And I thought he fought just a very intelligent and well played fight. He kept taking Georgie off his feet when the opportunity came, and he proved that he was dominant when the fight hit the ground for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fights he talked about he wanted to get back. He wanted to get the Goichi Yamauchi fight back, but Goichi's going up to 70 now. He's not going to be fighting at 55 anymore, so he'll be out of the rankings. And then he wanted the yeah. um, the other fight back, uh, the Sydney Outlaw fight. And I was like... He wants the Benson Henderson fight back, too. Yeah, look, I understand the Benson one, but Benson might be retiring. He might be calling it quits, and if he does, I tip my hat to him in a great career. And Sydney Outlaw, I don't see a reason to have that fight back. You fought the fight with a torn ACL. It was a close fight back and forth. Move on. There's other guys in the bracket that I'd love to see you fight. Let me give you an example. I don't know if Nick Brown's going to be in that top 10, but I'd like to see you fight Nick Brown. Oh, uh, That's a fight I want to see. Adam can get the takedowns. He have to deal with the power, but Nick Brown's very well-rounded. He's, like you said, tough as dogs. I want to see a fight where you got to deal with the adversity you know, in a fight, like you did with the, the Sydney Outlaw fight. But you have the advantage on the ground over Nick Brown. He's got the advantage on the feet. And he, he'll put the pressure on you to make you make you make the mistakes that you would maybe need to deal with when you get into those upper fights. I talked to him a little bit after the fight. I saw him in the in the casino. And I just told him, I said, hey, don't be surprised if they try to match you up against Nick Brown. Because that's going to be, that's one of those things. You both fought on the same card. Both be ready around the same time. Both, didn't both take got any, wins. Both got wins. Both didn't take a lot of damage. Both, ready, both should be ready to go around the same time. So, yeah. That's a fight I'd like to see. You know, um, he's like, oh, well, who's Nick Brown? I said, well, who's Adam Piccolotti? Who's Adam Piccolotti? There exactly. you go. I said, <laughs> Sometimes you got to put him in that position of saying, yes, I know who you are. And yes, you're really good. Yep. But right now, you're still this many fights off of being where you yep. want to be. And that's a guy that can take give you a good step towards that. Look, you, you lost to Ben. You lost to Benson. You lost to Sydney. Like, yeah. Well, that, and also and then, let's be honest. Lost to Goichi. Yeah. Lost to lost to Rickles, and that was a fight that was fought. Shouldn't I think never sixty five contracted weight. Yeah. 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 Rickles and, didn't and, want to uh, make the cut to fifty five, and I don't know what he was thinking. He taken by taking that fight. Period. I was like, you shouldn't have taken the fight at all. He was just riding on that, like he wanted to hurry up and get back in there after his loss to Goichi. And I yeah. said, no, 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 take your time, take your time. After a loss, go back. Just, you know, start training, get your confidence back, those type of things. He wanted to get back in there right away, show it was a mistake. Now you have two losses on your record. So that was a big problem. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just being young, young and not not handling, not managing your career properly. So he made some mistakes. This is another one. I, and that's, I think a lot of people, when they call me the punk, this is why. When he said, like, who's Nick Brown? I said, well, who's Adam Piccolotti? People get like that's not that's 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 not you being a punk. That's but, being someone that's that, an actual friend. And that's my point. Because sometimes you got to say those things. And that's my point. People else like I, you know, the guys in the gym gave me the nickname the punk because I'd say shit like that. But that's the reality is that like, hey, I got a lot of love for you, but I think you need to manage your career in the right way. And this is how you do it. You do it by saying, hey, I can take that fight. I can win this fight. One or two takedowns. That fight's very winnable. You know, he control the top position, get the back, get the, you know, he's dominant when he gets to top position. He's dominant from the bottom because he's got good sweeps as well, but he's better on the scramble. And he always try to make sure he's on top. He's good. I think he beats Nick Brown. That's just my personal opinion. But we saw Nick Brown is not to be counted out against Mandonalo. Good fight. Yeah. I like to see that fight. Nick um, Brown's only got one loss in his career. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty goddamn good. Fighter. Yeah, pretty good. All right, well, let's talk about the toughness of Chance Ooh. Rencounter and Man, I, just a nasty, nasty 
spinning back kick, Andre Korskov. <laughs> we talk about him. And we talk about Andre all the time. And and when Andre when Andre's on, he can beat anybody. He has got power in his hands, power in his kicks, great spinning attacks. He's got damn good wrestling. He's a load. He's a handful for anyone. It was funny because when we were talking to him in the fighter meetings, he goes, you know, you do, he looks at me, he goes, you don't give me voice. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which was awesome. Oh. I love that. And I go, I don't give you a voice. He goes, you don't give me voice, meaning I don't give him the microphone. I don't go talk to him after interview. his victory. And I go, dude, that's not me. That's that guy right there. Mm-hmm. I, he's my boss. He's the one that tells me, you're going up? No, you're not. Yeah. I said, so what you need to do, have a have a dominant win, show everyone you know how special you are. I said, he'll tell me to go up. He goes, I promise you have a dominant win. You're, he's going up. So <laughs> it was nice. But the, the spinning back kick that he landed was vicious. That thing landed cleanly to Chance Encounters ribs. And you could see right away because something when when you get hit with a shot like that and you know you don't feel it the second that it hits you but two seconds later you do and it just takes everything out of you your legs kind of go away and it's like oh my god my insides just got scrambled and you, you saw chance go down the the extra shots chance broke five ribs Oof. and had his lug punctured off of that one kick that's insane John. this is what mma really is at times and this is where you know when people go oh you know he just gave up five broken ribs it took an oak tree to give me six broken ribs and a punctured lug one kick by andre Koroshkov. you know let me tell you something chance i'm sorry that happened to you i'm sorry that you know the fight didn't go your way I, I do look forward to seeing you again, but man, hey, don't feel bad. It's just a shot that landed, and uh, we'll see you again. But Andre Korshkov, my God, dude, you got some power, and you are vicious with your spinning attacks. It's it's, it's crazy that he doesn't get the hype that he deserves. Um, nope. We've talked about him a lot. He's got two losses to Douglas Lima, but styles make matchups. I think if you put Korshkov yeah. against Jason Jackson, or you put Korshkov against... I, I like any of those those guys in that mix. I would love to see him in MVP. Oh yeah! Like if you put Korshkov in MVP, there'd be spinning be shit. There'd be break dancing. There'd be <laughs> uh, there'd be it all. I'd want to see that fight. That's a fight I'd want to see. So if MVP ends up losing, you know, to to um, Amosov, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. I wouldn't mind seeing Korshkov uh-huh. in MVP. I mean, they're both I'd what? They're, Korshkov's actually younger than MVP. I oh, thought, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. He doesn't look it. Oh yeah, but <laughs> he doesn't look I, it. I, I like the guy that he called out. The one you know, you th- you take a look and you say you want to see a, oh. a just a banger of a fight, something mm-hmm. that's got fireworks. He calls out Paul Daly. Yep. No one, no one wants to call out Paul Daly. Yeah. Paul Daly is just a vicious striker, and you know he's had some incredible fights. He says that this is gonna, his next fight is going to be his last fight, and Andre wants to be it. I'm not sure that Paul. Paul came out no, Paul, on Paul's uh, Instagram. He came out and said, hey, he's, I'll take that fight. He's like, tell Coker to send me the contract. He's like, in, in London. Oh, God. He yeah, said, I've always said Paul Daly's crazy, and he is. I love him. He said, in London, oh. bring it. Dude, there you go. I, mean, I would love to see it. That's a hell of a matchup. That's a barn burner of a fight, man. Daly's proven he can take a shot. Daly's proven he can definitely deliver a shot. He's he's a dog man, and I don't think Korshkov's gonna try to take him down. I think Korshkov's gonna stand with him. He may try to threaten to take oh, yeah. down Hero though, but you know, nah. no, he'll stand with him. 
Yeah, that'd be a great fight. Great, great fight. fight. All right, well, let's get into the main event. The main event, Logan Storley versus Naaman Gracie. John, I got it wrong. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we both did in ways because I said, yeah. you know, part of my keys to victory, be you. You've got to, you've got to wrestle at times. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, uh, he was, you know, look, he did wrestle when, uh, when he got in trouble, he was kind of shooting yeah. for the takedown. He did some defensive wrestling, but man, on the feet, Logan Storley looked good. He looked composed. He, he was throwing a backwards combination though, because he was, he's a, he's an Orthodox fighter and he's yeah. throwing a straight right left hook continuously throughout yeah. that fight but he landed it a lot you know if you go to gracie's face by the end of that fight dude his face was swollen yeah. badly his lips were bad he i know today it's not a pretty sight no you know he's going to be laying down with ice bags on his face for quite a while and he took a lot of shots from logan storley logan just decided I am going to pressure you. I am going to put shots on you, and we'll see what you can do in return. And it was, you got to say, good game plan. Yeah. You know, the sprawl and brawl, I didn't think that, that was the exact way to victory for him because of I thought that Naaman's stand-up was, was cleaner and better. It wasn't. And Logan, Logan Storley proved me wrong in that area, but that's why they fight the fight. Yeah, but, John, we didn't have much to go off of, to be honest. We had, we had a tired... Uh, Logan Storley in a third round against Jaroslav Amosov to talk about his stand-up. Like, we didn't know what else his stand-up, how else his stand-up looked because he's such a dominant wrestler. Six-time yeah. state champ out of South Dakota. Four-time All-American at the University of Minnesota. Junior national champ. Like, these like these are all these accolades he's got for wrestling, and that's pretty much all we've had to talk about because he's got good submission defense, but not, I wouldn't say, he probably could have defended some a lot of the submissions from Naaman Gracie especially as they got sweatier. But why put yes. yourself in that position? He believed in his striking. We just didn't, we had not seen enough of it to really say, hey. Yeah. And we had seen enough of, of Naaman's against against uh, Roy McDonald, against, you know, Jason Jackson, against Mark Leminger. We had seen enough to say, hey, the, he's getting better every single time he fights yep. on the feet. Yep. And so we thought it was going to be too much, especially in a five-round fight. I, and I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to bunch you in this unless you want me to. I believed in a five-round fight that Logan Storley was going to, in the first two rounds, the stand-up would be fine. But as he started to get tired, that the stand-up would start to get real sloppy. Damn, I was wrong. And when you said it was a backwards combination, it was a backward combination, but what it was was that Neiman was throwing the jab, and he was yep. coming over the top with the right hand, Countering and then over, coming with exactly. the left hook, which was, which right. was perfect. You know, and It, it was, worked beautifully. And when the left hook wasn't there, he'd go right hand over the top of the jab, then he'd come in with another jab and then throw the right hand again. He was throwing that three-punch combination, right hand, jab, right hand. And it worked perfectly. It, was, it never left himself really out of position. There was a couple times where they were tired and they stumbled a little bit here and there. But it was that a five. fourth round. Yeah. Come on. The fourth the round? The fourth round was an amazing round. Unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah, I had friends text me. They're like, they're like, oh, shit. They're like they're yeah. they're like it's getting it's getting real right now it's getting real and I was like these two are studs both of them are studs I was surprised a couple things I was surprised that Neiman didn't try to wrestle a little bit more even though like you probably weren't gonna get it but that's what I was saying against Ed Ruth 
You know, I but I also look at it too that Ed Ruth is one of those guys he'd let you get in on the hips and he'll defend once you get to the hips. Logan's the guy that will sprawl so you never get to the hips. Yeah, he'll stuff it. Yeah, he stuffs it quick and he's good at that. Yeah. So different styles of wrestling's, you know, yep. it definitely makes a different fight. So I thought overall, um, Naaman didn't have outside of that, like not pressing. I'm surprised he didn't press Logan to the fence and try and get on his neck and try and drag him down or start threatening submissions. I'm surprised that he didn't push him to the fence like he did Lemminger and start letting the elbows go. He tried to keep it out in the middle so he didn't get taken down. But I thought his best chances were to maybe put put uh, Logan in a position where he was like natural instinct is to wrestle. So I, yeah, but he he couldn't back Logan up, no. and that was the big yeah. that was the big thing in the fight. Is he tried? Mm. You could see where he was attempting to take control of that and back Logan up, and and Logan would take a step, you know, step backwards, circle out, and then come forward, and he kept taking it back from Gracie as far as the guy controlling the way that dance was going to be played out, and I I kept watching and expecting Gracie to just say. All right, now I'm just gonna keep. I'm to, I'm gonna come forward. Mm. He couldn't. He tried. Yeah. You could see he tried, and he couldn't make it happen. And you got to give Logan Storley credit. You know, I talked to Robbie. I talked to uh, Kami about it, and they said that like our whole game plan. We knew we were gonna stay on the feet. We were not gonna wrestle at all. We were not gonna go for a takedown. That was not gonna happen. And if it hit the ground, we were gonna get back to our feet and force him back to the feet. We believed that we could beat him in the stand up with pressure putting him on his back foot and that's what they did and logan executed it perfectly yeah you're going to be hard pressed to find someone that that can out scramble logan storley on the ground in the wrestling department yeah. you know amasoff was able to get to a couple positions in the out scrambling position and threaten submissions is what changed that whole scrambling position if you look at that fight i think maybe he said okay look if i do these type of things against name and name may be able to finish those type of chokes whereas amasoff wasn't able to and, no. But Amosov is someone that scrambles a lot better than Naaman. Naaman's actually just going to go to his back and start mounting offense in, in jiu-jitsu, whereas Amosov doesn't do that. He'll he'll flat he'll do the splits practically to defend the takedown. And while yeah, you he'll have your flare and then get himself back to yep. the feet. And, and once you have yourself out of position, he starts looking for that darts or that anaconda. You know the guillotine. Well, he gets on the neck recall, to get himself up. Amosov had Logan Storley in a deep. Dars and even had the leg, mm -hmm. and Storley was able to get out. Well, you got to remember he train he trains with Gilbert Burns. Oh, I, I don't mean, like is, I like don't. I'm sorry, but Gilbert Burns is a better jujitsu guy than Neiman Gracie and Amosov. Oh, like, no doubt, hands down better, no doubt. You know, um, so he I'm sure he understands what it's like to be put in these tight positions, and he has to fight his way out of it. So he's a dog, man. I mean. I, the one thing that made me a little upset, we were supposed to do a whole thing where we break down the two, and we weren't able to do it. We we, I, we broke down Naaman. We something got messed up, and uh, and we yeah. didn't get. I didn't get a chance to re, to basically pump up Logan, and yeah. uh, and so on air. And um, I hope he doesn't come back and try to whoop my ass next time we see. Him. He's such a nice <laughs> dude. Guy. It was there. Hold it. But, we did the work. Yeah, we both did the work. It just didn't work out. It didn't work out. Because oh. <laughs> Logan, happen. Logan, if you're listening to this, or if you, yeah. if you watch some the, great highlights of you, you had all the, kinds of things. If you watch the broadcast, there was supposed to be a segment where we pumped you up next after we pumped up Naaman, but then something happened happen. and it didn't happen. The highlights didn't get someone somewhere. Yeah, it's all right. Nah. This is life, man. This is TV. But hey, Logan, we got a lot of love for you, a lot of respect for you, man. Great performance, man. Great, performance. unbelievable.
Good job. All right. Um, all right. Let's get into some BKB, man. Let's talk about Ooh. Mike Perry, Chad Mendez. Let's talk about we'll those just guys. We're going to talk, you know, give him a little bit of love. Give him a little, we've had Chad on. So if you guys haven't caught our – that's a nasty picture. That's a good picture right there. I like that. We've had Chad on our show. And so if you guys haven't uh, listened to that interview, uh, go check it out. It's uh, in our main channel there. So check that out. And, um, man, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, Mike Perry first. His well, fight with, what, with Lane. Yeah, let, let, let's give credit where it's due because I did Mike Perry's first fight in the UFC. And when I met him in the back, because, you know, I go in there, I, I, I didn't know who he was. So, hey, I'm, I'm John. I'm going to be a referee to talk to him. And, you know, he was, he was a good guy. He was fun to talk to. And he was telling me, he goes, I'm going to knock his fucking ass out. I'm going to punch a fucking hole in his head. And I go, okay, well, if that's the way you do it, Great. Yeah. I said, you know, just make sure that you, you know, when I tell you stop, I want you to stop all that stuff. Right. And he, he went out and he took on a guy from, you know, Korean top team a guy that's huge at 170, and he, he knocked him out. And I was like, well, all right. <laughs> you were lying. The guy with the guy with the dumb tattoo of platinum over his eye. He's told me the truth. And every time that I dealt with Mike Perry, he's a good guy. He's intense and I, there's nothing wrong with that. But this fighting here, even the triad or this fighting, especially the BKB, this is what Mike Perry was built for. Yeah, he is built to to be in the UFC. He was just a body. To be in bare knuckle boxing, that's a star. That's a guy that I'll watch anytime he comes to fight. This is his style of fighting. He's a brawler. He's not a technician, and he puts it all out on the line. And I thought him and Julian Lane put on a great performance. The knockdown in the first for Julian Lane to come back from that because he was hurt. Yeah. You could see it in his eyes. He had no fucking clue Where he was. what his first name was. <laughs> you know, and he stuck in that fight and made it a fight. He actually hurt Perry in the fight. They went at it back and forth. I thought that Mike Perry definitely deserved the the win. He deserved the decision, but it was fun from start to finish. I, I gotta be honest, man. I watched him in triad in the potato chip ring and then and i the watched dorito chip the ring. dorito yeah. chip whatever and then i watched him in this one and john we had talked about this off air he this is this is exactly what he was born and bred to be this yeah. the triad fighter with the mma gloves on and the boxing and all that and then this dirt and this bare knuckle boxing he's mm -hmm. must watch tv he yeah. is if you put him on this card on any of these cards the triad and this one i will tune in every single damn time this is what he does. This is I love this style. The the clinch, the uppercuts, the punches, like the dirty boxing, the grabbing the single collar tie and bringing the shots. Come on, man! That was what that type of boxing, yeah. bare knuckle, is meant to be, and he's got it. Yeah, I, I just I can't disagree with you. This is this is this is where he belongs. I'm pumped to see him fighting the triad one too because I'd like to see his hands and his face not take as much damage. Because bare knuckle itself, and like you know, but in the in the uh, in the triad, they wear the MMA gloves, like the big cushioned ones in the front. I mean, I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's still not much cushion. It's not to much it. cushion, but it's still. <laughs> I mean, you see his face afterwards. Oh, yeah. like, I, I watched one of the interviews on YouTube after this, after uh, his fight, and I was like, oh my god, his lips were swollen real bad, his cheeks, his nose, his nostrils mm -hmm. were swollen, like everything was swollen. He was cut, obviously. 
But the guy's a dog. Oh. He's a junkyard dog. Oh. And I thought I thought Lane fought a good fight too. He came Man, off putting he was the pressure in the fourth and fifth round. He was putting that pressure in the fourth and fifth. Yeah. And, and Mike Perry had to fucking dig deep and just gut it out. I mean, he was they were throwing down. It was a great fight. Absolute great fight. Yeah. All right. Let's talk really, about go ahead. Yeah, there's not much more you can say. It was entertainment from the start until the finish, and, and man, you can't ask for more. And they they both put it on the line. So, yeah. let's talk about the money man, though. Chad Money Mendez. He was he got the nickname because of his shot. Yeah. Takedown. Well, he means no shooting. He means takedown. Exactly. <laughs> takedown. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He looked great. He looked fast. He looked composed. He had power. And he ate his opponent up. This is a guy that boxed. Uh oh, baby. He got fucking worked by Chad Mendez. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this style of fighting, I think, for boxers is hard to deal with as well because there's different yeah. rules. You know, the clinching, Absolutely. the clinching, holding the head, the uppercuts, the dirty boxing. On top of that, the speed in which they put together the combinations. And when you're putting, when you're, what I mean, what I mean by when I say that, you guys, is that. MMA fighters are extremely explosive. I don't think people understand that, like with boxing, right? There's a when they call it the finesse sport, it's that it's like poetry. You know, I think they would talk about it'd be poetry, it's finesse. Boxing is that. But in this this type of bare knuckle fighting, it's not that. That's the thing. There's a difference between these two sports, boxing and bare knuckle boxing. There's a difference. And Huge difference. Chad is I know he's a wrestler. I know we, he's he's always had fast hands. He never got credit for being a good stand-up guy in in, in MMA. But if you and I, I believe this, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, John. If you take away, if you give a an MMA fighter like a Chad Mendes, someone who's still younger, he's not old, super old, is what I mean. He's you know still young. He's not forty years old trying to do this. The other thing as well is that you give them the opportunity to just train one thing. He is a superior athlete, Su yep. superior athlete. Give him that chance. Give him six months, a year of just training boxing. This is the type of performance you're going to see. You're going to have to find someone to beat his ass because I don't know a lot of guys are going to beat him. I'm telling you, what, what I really see is the difference between boxing and bare-knuckle boxing where boxers who are going into it, guys like Pauly Poly Malignaggi, guys that are having problems is things that they were able to defend against with boxing gloves, mm -hmm. things that they were able to parry, things that they were able to get past and slip are now slipping through their defense because there's not that big glove on the end of the hand that they can use to block and move that thing offline. It's getting through and it's landing when before it did not. And it's causing them problems because it's taking their defense and they're going to have to change the way you know, they go into this because it is not just boxing. And then when they get inside and you see a guy, single collar tie, they end up, they're used to doing overhooks on arms. They can't, and they end up eating shots, shots that they normally would not be, be being hit by. They're being hit now, and it's affecting them. And it's just a different form of striking, and you've got to change what you do. You cannot bring your boxing you know, centric style completely into BKB and think you're going to be successful. It's different. Yeah. Chad's just, when you look at him, he's an athlete. And if you give yeah. him amount of time to become a boxer, 
a, a bare knuckle boxer or a, even a regular boxer. He would never probably be world champion of being a regular boxer. But this no. this style, when I look at when I talk, we talk about Mike Perry being this style is cut out for him. I could see mm-hmm. him fighting in triad. I could see him fighting in 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 BKB because we just saw it. But I'm saying like I could see Chad Mendes making a pretty good run at this and making some money. Because oh, well, he already said he's making more money than the uh, UFC heavyweight champion, so that's good crazy. for him. That's crazy. Hey, good. You want hey, you want his name? You want him to, to come there and perform and perform like he did? Pay the man. That's what they did. Good for him. Love it, John. I'm not trying to fight anymore. But if I was a little bit younger, I'd be like, "Yo, yeah, sign me up, sign me up." <laughs> Man, you you take a look at this picture that Dave has up for us right now, yeah. and we talk about you know, look, you get your power through your legs from the ground. Jeez. This is what you're seeing in this picture, you know, and where it's landing. It's just everything, and man, and, and again, look at where his opponent's hands are, and it's just slipping right past it. There's nothing big to, to block and to to move it offline. Just loved it. And I thought he, I thought Chad looked, you know, he looked, he knocked him down, what, four times in that fight? Yeah. And he made that man go, I don't want to be in here anymore. You got to think. Chad's what, 5'4? Five, look at his damn legs, man. Oh, his legs are huge. huge. Yeah. Little tree trunks. I never That's had that problem. I never had power. I never had tree trunk legs. He's 5'6. Five, five, six. Six. They're saying five six. The internet's fucking lying. He's five four. <laughs> I love you, Money Mendez. I love your brother, but uh, nah. Uh, congratulations though, Chad, on a on a good win. And uh, yeah, on, to the, win. on to the next one, my man. Let's make some money. Make some money. All right, Dave. Let's why gotta you... pay for them hunting trips, man. Jeez. Hey, he's killing it with this business, man. He's killing it. Yeah, I see some of the, the stuff. Supposed to be. I see why his legs are so damn big. He's got to carry all that moose out. He's carrying moose and elk. I mean, like, you see those things? Dude, They're like 15 you're times packing his that size. on the backpack, man. You better be able to carry with them legs. Jeez. That's a tough one. Huge, huge. All right. Yeah. Give us something else there. What do you got for us on news? All right. We're going to do one piece of news. And we are pushing it here, but let's say uh, we cannot skip without talking about this. Uh, Benil Dariush is out of his fight against Islam Akachev with a leg injury. And Bobby Green is stepping in after last week's fight, mm-hmm. short notice, and he's going to fight Islam. Didn't Bobby just fight at 45? No. Oh, is it 55? No. Always, fought at, always fought at 55. I thought he was at 45 for a little bit. No. No. Always fought at 55. This has been pegged as a catchweight bout, but I don't see the actual weight. It's uh, probably, it's I know it's, I know it's not once. below 55. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be somewhere around 160. Because Islam's not making that damn weight. <laughs> I said there's yeah. no way. Yeah, I thought. But I... this is this is an interesting contrast. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you know when we were talking before, you know, and I said, you know, John, the really? I'd like to see. are you going to try and sell this to these people right now? John, I am selling this fight. Let... <laughs> Fucking out your mind. Okay, bear with me, and I want you to shut the hell I up. Won't you say shut shit. your you shut your whore mouth. I'm just going to laugh okay? at you. <laughs> Don't even I try. <laughs> no, okay. Did, all right. Did we not talk? And I said I would like to see Bobby Green fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, yes. that that's a different fight. Okay, hold on. It is a different fight, but that is what I think is a fun, contrasting style. The one thing that I give Bobby Green in this fight with Islam is where are Bobby's hands at? Yeah. Where are his hands at? I get it. They're down by his waist to stop the takedowns. Which, oh, baby. You're going to find that Islam is going to have a very hard time taking Bobby down. I'm not saying, yeah, I see, that's where, and that's where, if he gets in on the body lock, he'll get it. If he gets in on the body lock, he'll get it. 
because he's so good there. John, if he but touches if he, his leg, he'll get it. Nah. <laughs> if he touches Bobby Green's he's gonna leg. He's going to have a hard time based upon where Bobby's hands are always at. And Bobby's going to touch him. Now, I'm not saying that Islam can't take it, but Bobby's going to touch him up. He's going to get hit by him. And John, this fight ain't going to All he needs to do is round. frustrate him. This fight no, ain't going to one round. Wrong! All right, you and I have a bet. You already owe me a dinner. So you want to double or nothing on this one? It's, if, I say it definitely goes past Islam the first round. If Islam takes the round off, Bobby it gets goes past, past the first I mean, round. You look, look, John. I'm calling you out. I am calling you out, Josh Thompson. I'm doubler and nothing, a steak dinner. You'll owe me two. I just don't <laughs> Come think on, so. baby. I don't think so, man. You're going to take the bet? You're going to take the bet? Yeah, I'll take the bet. I mean, I, I mean, okay, like, so wait, wait, give me, give me, Bobby give me a round, the first give me round. a round and a half. Give me a round and a half. No, no, round and a half. You just said it. You said it. It's won't a last get out minute. Of the first it's a last round. minute change of opponent. Exactly. Give me a so round Bobby's and a half. not ready. Islam's Bobby been just training fought. for Benil. He's not ready. He just fought. Islam's been. He's been training for Ben for for Neil. Islam on, never man. stops training. Johnny never stops training. Like and his... Bobby already had a fight, so he was taking time off. All he had right. to jump back in. He's so he's all refreshed and ready to go. And he's, so you're gonna take the bet ready. for the round. Round and a half. You make you're the one. Don't I'll be see, scared. Candy ass. Don't be scared. You candy don't ass scared. bastard. Don't you're trying now. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I, you're the one that said Why? it won't get out of the first round. I said it would. You and also I'm betting said you. you also take said, the bet. You also said he's going to piece the up. Bet. You also said he's going to piece up Islam. I'm a huge fan of Bobby Green, and we talked about this. What? What did he fight two weeks ago? He just yeah. fought recently. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. Love Bobby Green to death. I've been in the cage with Bobby Green. Strength wise, it's not even close. Oh, I know that. Wrestling wise, wrestling wise, it's not even close. Submission wise, it's not even close. Now on the feet, the slickness oh. of Bobby Green. Yeah. But to say he's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna piece him up a little bit, uh uh-uh. uh. He's gonna piece him up a little bit. You watch, he's gonna land some shots. The power of Islam when he throws that head kick is gonna knock Bobby Green off balance. Like the he's just so he's just so much bigger. Like when you see them face to face, you'll be like, Oh, okay, now I see Islam is gonna be just just a I've lot seen Islam, taller, I know. thicker. Strength wise, and I think I think he takes Bobby. He's gonna take Bobby down right away. And I'll, he's gonna I, try. No, <laughs> John, John. I'm telling you right now. I'm going. If he Bobby sniffs, will make it past the first round. If Bob, if, if if he sniffs or even so much as touches Bobby Green's legs, Bobby Green's going on the ground. <laughs> not even gonna be. It's not even talked about. Bobby is a good wrestler. I get it, but it's not even. Bobby's not a big guy. That's the thing. Like he's not. She's not physically strong. He's not a big guy. He's super talented. What he does really well is when you shoot, he turns off. Like how, how Jose Aldo used to. He used to turn the yeah. corner real quick, make it hard yeah. for you to take him down. He does that really well. But th- that's that's against American wrestlers. This is a different. This is just different. It's going to be different. He's going to grab him, suck him up. As soon as he sniffs that leg, he's going to suck him up. So you're not going to take the bet. He's going Dagestani Airlines first first class. So you're not going to take the bet. No, I'm not gonna take that. <laughs> Give me a round and a half. Give me a round and a half. Hey, take the over under. Round and a half. Gave, take the over under. I, I, I gave Why you the bet. Why can't you do it? You candy Why assed out on it? me. You you made all kinds of statements and you can't even back up you your shit. You think it's gonna go three I'm, rounds? I'm, I'm a little, oh, a little embarrassed for you right now. Don't be embarrassed. And I've got nothing hey, but love for you. You know that, brother. This is uh, Moises. <laughs>
Yeah. So this is Bobby Green and Moises, and then this is uh, who's that? Venata. That's kind of highlights video. Venata. Just a highlights video. Yeah, 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 yeah. but this is Venata yeah, yeah. though. This is Venata, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, uh, Islam fought I can't Moises. Show these. Yeah, he did. Finished him in the third, second, maybe the second. Mm. Uh, what round? What round did uh, Islam uh, uh, finish Moises? I, I look. I, I think Bob. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of Bobby. Got a lot of respect for him. Fought him. I, mm -hmm. I think. I think he's very talented. Very talented. Um, fourth. This. Oh, he finished him in the fourth. Oh, it's a main event. That's it's right. A I forgot event. about that. Yeah. Mm. That's not gonna happen. I don't know. Click on Moises. Let me see. Click on him. When did he fight Bobby? Fought him last uh, summer, right? Wasn't it last summer? Or during 2020? Yeah, it was 2022. 2020. Oh, 2020. Well, a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, he beat Bobby Green. In a three round decision. I don't know. <clears throat> no. I'm gonna start a thread in the comments. So so what now. you're what you're trying to do now is MMA now. It's not gonna work. Uh, but <laughs> Islam's gonna Islam's <laughs> gonna take him down. Islam's gonna control the situation. Either ground and pound him out or he's gonna sub him. He's uh, I tell you what, being the man that I am, I'll take you a round and a half. Okay. So you're gonna go with it now? Is it a five round fight? Oh, don't say. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Are you going to candy ass now that I took what you came up Two with? Two rounds. <laughs> right there, bitch. Why, why are you so angry? I want everyone to know. Why are you so angry? I took what, I took what you put why out there so and then angry? you pulled it back. If you pulled it back, John. you candy some bitch. John, John, this is what I what? do. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to stretch it a little bit more. It. Stretch it a little bit more. Uh, look, uh, um, we differ in our opinions on how this fight's going to go, but I mean. Well, the, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, I truly mean this. With what occurred and Vanille having to pull out of this, I think the UFC did the best thing they could in yeah. putting this fight back for Islam and putting someone in there that people recognize mm -hmm. as a great fighter, someone that is dynamic and fun to watch. They couldn't have put a better fight back together yeah. for their main card you know and their main event so yeah because a lot job, of those guys are already booked and i think also too oh, yeah. if you're looking at like khabib if say like oh if chandler would have said hey i want to fight him and then if you're khabib and islam they're like you're coming off losses why would we fight you you're too you're dangerous but why would we fight yeah. you it doesn't make any sense like you're coming off losses if you were to take somebody else i mean one of the other top guys you know why would we fight you it doesn't make any sense so that's uh that makes it's it's understandable. Uh, Bobby Green is trying to make that run with a win over Islam. Puts him right into that conversation. Bobby's busy, yeah. man. I love that he's busy. I love the fact that like he's a name that people can remember. Do you want to know why? Because he's so damn busy. Yeah, what did he fight? Fighting. Four or five times in 2020? Yeah. Ridiculous amount. So, so. I, I'm excited to see the fight. I just, like I said, I think I've trained with Islam for years and I've fought Bobby. I think physical strength, wrestling, striking all that stuff submission wise i'm gonna go with uh islam no no disrespect bobby don't try to beat me up again bobby touch him right there baby <laughs> he's got a good chin just leave him alone he does he's have a good a chin. chin he does you know all he right does. is there anything else there dave uh no we're gonna wrap it up there and we'll do the previews for the in the midweek show and we'll talk some news in the midweek show as well all right all right hey so make sure you guys go to wayneinpodcast.com we have a new um merchandise store new available. lineup of 
great products Merchandise that I store? went on our <laughs> website and bought. I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. So we, uh, we have- We don't get anything for free. We've got hoodies. It really upsets me. We got hoodies, we got crew neck sweaters, got them in all different colors, gray, black, white, maroon. We got the original logo that we started off with, our vintage throwback logo. I love it. It's my favorite one. We've also got uh, available in shirts. We also got a coffee mug. We need to get a coffee Yeti. We were talking about this the other day. Yes. So, yeah, earlier today. So hopefully that'll be coming soon as well. But we've got all this available for you guys to pick up, take a look, uh, see what you guys like. Look, we're running a discount right now until March 1st. The prices will go up after March 1st. We're just doing this for everyone to kind of jump on right now, post a picture of the new product you guys bought. We'd love to retweet it, repost it. I want to thank you guys for continuing to uh, support us. We love uh, the support that we get. We get tons of comments in terms of in the comment section. It's not always positive. I'd like to see you guys keep it positive. <laughs> Most of it's negative towards me, which I'm okay with because, you know, John, I don't know if his ego could handle it. If it was Probably not. couldn't. <laughs> <Him>. But, uh, <laughs> But look, you guys, uh, from really from the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate the support you guys give us. John, John, you know, we walk around at Bellator events. People are like, hey, love the podcast. Hey, keep all it up. Time. Like all the and, time. And, dude, that means everything. And that means awesome. the world to us. I mean, especially like, look, people are still like, oh, I love your fights. I love this. But they really now have changed over from fight stuff to now the podcast stuff. And I, I love it to death. It's been a blast. And uh yeah, we've got a lot of things available. So long sleeve shirts, hoodies, crew neck sweaters, um, shirts available in all different colors, maroon, black, gray, white, uh, heather grays, all these other ones. So check them out at wayneinpodcast.com. There is no promo code. So it's the website. And just click on there. Discounted prices until March 1st. Hoo-ya. So let's think about this. We have another great week of fights coming up. We're going to talk about those fights on Tuesday. Got a whole lot of things coming that are going to be exciting. And for everyone out there, thank you for supporting us. Be good to someone. Make, some, make someone's day special, and we will see you.